Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Mike Wilson, Chief Investment Officer and Chief U.S. Equity Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the latest trends in the financial marketplace. It's Tuesday, July 27th at 11.30 a.m. in New York. So let's get after it. Regular listeners are probably familiar with our mid-cycle transition narrative at this point. However, today I'd like to reiterate it given the news last week from the National Bureau of Economic Research, or NBER. The NBER is an organization that officially determines when recessions begin and end. And last week, they told us the COVID-19 recession was over in May of 2020, or just two months after it started. While many investors likely brush this off as old news, it explains a lot of the market's movements over the past year and supports much of our investment thesis since the pandemic hit. More specifically, COVID-19 was not only the steepest recession on record, but it was also the shortest. Furthermore, the V-shaped recovery and progression has been extraordinarily fast. The combination of record monetary and fiscal stimulus, effective vaccines, and a digitized economy has orchestrated a return to new highs in economic output and earnings in record time. This is also why stock markets have rebounded new all-time highs in record time, too. In short, everything is happening faster than normal during this recession and recovery, and that's exactly why we made the mid-cycle transition call back in March. All that means is that we have reached the peak rate of change in the accelerative part of the recovery sooner than normal. Typically, it takes about a year after the recession ends to reach that point of the cycle. Back in March, most were operating under the assumption that we are still in a recession since the economy had not yet reopened. However, our analysis suggested what the NBAR confirmed last week, that the recovery was much more advanced and markets were likely to discount the next stage of the cycle. The mid-cycle transition is usually characterized by several predictable changes that can be helpful to investors. First, the rate of change on economic and earnings growth peaks. Second, equity markets begin to narrow as fewer stocks can keep up with the torrid pace of the initial recovery. Third, leadership moves away from those sectors that do their best during the early stages of recovery. These include home builders, semiconductors, retailers, and transports. Finally, the Fed begins to tighten monetary policy and interest rates rise considerably, which weighs on equity valuations. Since March, we have witnessed the first three changes. The peak rate of change in growth is now behind us. The market has narrowed considerably and leadership has moved away from cyclical sectors towards higher quality ones that typically weather this part of the cycle better. However, the final part of the transition is still yet to come and may have a more meaningful impact on the major averages, which remain very resilient despite the deterioration in market breadth. In our view, the primary reason for the resilience in the major U.S. equity indices is due to the continued fall in longer-term interest rates, particularly real 10-year interest rates, which made a new all-time low yesterday at a negative 1.1%. This extremely low rate doesn't exactly jibe with an economy that is growing close to 10% year-over-year. And the reason is crystal clear. A Federal Reserve that is moving more slowly than normal at this stage of the recovery. The question for investors is whether this is sustainable. We think there are a few reasons to think it's not. First, the administration is starting to worry about inflationary impacts on the consumer. If inflation turns out to be more structural, it could negatively impact the midterm elections next year. As such, the Fed may be starting to feel the heat to at least start the tightening process. Second, the Fed itself knows the longer it waits to start, the faster it will have to go later and that could lead to financial instability or even threaten the economic recovery. Bottom line, interest rates at current levels are not compatible with the booming economy and earnings growth. Something has to give, and the equity market is likely to discount it soon. We continue to recommend investors take a more conservative approach and favor defensive sectors like healthcare and consumer staples while using financials as a hedge against higher rates later this year as the Fed begins its tightening process. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague today. 
The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you. 